She's on the left, she's on the right. Together, it might be balanced. This is Pretty Politics. Hello and welcome to the Pretty Politics Podcast. I am just one of your hosts, Kayla Blakesley, and I am in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and my girl hanging out in Los Angeles, California, Heather, what's up? I mean, for like the 300th day in a row, it's sunny and 75. For like the 300th day in a row, it's cold, <laughs> gloomy, overcast, and probably like 20 degrees. Why do you live there again? Why? Why? Because I, I couldn't take the liberal California atmosphere. Sorry. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what makes this podcast so unique, however, is that Heather lives in liberal leftist California, and I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, the good old Midwest. I love how I love how you package that. I love how uh, the um, how demeaning you're like the liberal left California and the good old Indiana. I, I love that. People are thinking there should be a wall built in California. So <laughs> just saying. Uh, hey, but all I'm saying is with the fourth best economy in the world. That's because you have Hollywood. Moving on. We have so many fun. I I love that today's topics today are all like fun. Yeah, they are. There's nothing too uh, political, controversial going on. Yeah, Donald Trump stayed silent this week, so. He's because he's a busy guy. He's running the country. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. We've got to talk about all of the commercials during the Super Bowl, because how can you not? Yes. Still relevant. We've got to talk about is the recent hashtag movement, that's what I'm calling it anyway, the hashtag (laughs) movement, does it mean changes for this upcoming Valentine's Day when it comes to a little bit of romance? Hmm? Mm -hmm. And Doritos. Mm. You're making me want some Doritos. But we'll talk about Doritos last so you can work up a good hunger. Yes. Let's talk about the Super Bowl commercials. There was um, a lot of circulation going on about the fact that most of the Super Bowl commercials stayed away from any kind of projection of politics or policy or right and left. Yes. Okay. First of all, we have to say, what was your favorite one? I have two in mind that I really just love that were standouts. Well, I was, speaking of Doritos, I was a big <laughs> fan of the Doritos back-to-back yes! rap battle. Me too. <laughs> I loved it. Peter Dinklage and Morgan Freeman. It was it was good. It was really done well. I love I that one. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. I love that one. <laughs> and of course, I think everybody's favorite, Budweiser. Somebody was really smart in their marketing department during the hurricane season when they packaged all of their beer cans with water instead of beer and then supplied it to hurricane victims. We'll talk about that one here in a second. But my funny, my favorite one was the Tide fake-out commercials with the Stranger Things guy, David Harbour. I loved those. See, I don't watch Stranger Things. Oh, so, so I, you didn't really? No. But it was still, it was still genius marketing in that, like, this is an ad for condoms. Nope, it's a Tide ad. I thought it was really funny. And then, what was the other one? Toyota Martin Luther King Jr. speech one. That one was kind of debated a little bit. Yeah, that was a more on the political side. There were a few, I think, but um, the the um, response to it that I was seeing on Monday morning, the day after the Super Bowl, of course, was that for the first time in a long time, they kind of just stayed away from it. And I think, I mean, you have to think of your audience. It's the NFL audience, which, let's be real here, the protesting political side of the NFL has hurt their brand this past year and I think that the people who were advertising on the NFL platform took that into consideration what do you think I agree but I did find one common theme through a lot of the commercials inclusion is is that a bad thing (laughs) there was a lot of underlying themes 
of inclusion. You had um, Mass Mutual also using the si or Stand By Me song, which, by the way, Budweiser also used that song. So I thought that was kind of interesting, showing we are all one. You had Kraft Macaroni and Cheese talking about how we include and love every kind and type of family. There was a Toyota one where they had meant they had like a nun and a priest and they all went to the game together and kind of put aside all their religious differences to like enjoy a game together. And then there was one for equal pay too. I can't remember the brand, but they had all the babies and it was very powerful. They were like looking at all these different babies. That was, well, that was the other one, T-Mobile. They're like equal pay. Yeah. Yes. That one was T-Mobile. I love, uh, here's the thing though. I love how you want to call inclusion as in like, AKA being nice to people, Political. I just think that's like how we are as humans. We should be nice to each other. For example, the Kraft macaroni and cheese commercial, for those of you who didn't see it or you missed it, Kraft had asked uh, consumers of their product to send in like video snippets and pictures of their family, which is great. Again, great marketing. Yeah. And I think we can say that for most of the commercials during the Super Bowl halftime show or through the mm -hmm. whole Super Bowl. But I just, it's one of those things again where they showed the families, uh, two daddies, two mommies, and again, different like religious families and different cultures, different races, so on and so forth. And I'm okay with all of that. I just find it strange, like usual, that it's kind of being shoved out there through a Kraft macaroni and cheese commercial. Because let's face it, that can borderline a little bit on the edge of political because... I, I think, though, the point of especially just the specific inclusion ones and, and showing a family of color or mixed race or showing a family with two mommies or two daddies, it only seems different because we don't see it so often. And it's just trying to normalize lifestyles that are so prevalent in our society right now. I don't think it's some outlying agenda that is just, you know, shove it in your face. No, I think it's just in inclusion. I don't I don't think inclusion should be a political stance. I think that's just uh, how we should be as humans. But you don't find it a little bit strange. Again, our, we just came out and said that our favorite commercials were the ones about pop and chips. They were funny. <laughs> they made us laugh. And again, I can actually recall them quite quickly. But then it's like you have these, again, I'm going to handful let's say this handful over here that it's like really this is the super bowl i want i want to laugh i want to be entertained it's one of those things where you know how big your audience is and to me it's like that is the route that you decide to go because let's face it i've never seen a craft macaroni and cheese commercial like that before nor have i seen a t-mobile commercial like that before or a mass mutual commercial like that before i mean it all comes down to what they were trying to trying to portray i mean let's look at budweiser for a second what you said i mean you said you want to be entertained but you also maybe want to be enlightened as well because what budweiser did that was not a funny commercial they took a tragedy and they did a really great thing and then showcased it on a giant platform you know that's good branding for their for their brand you know you might choose budweiser over another beer because hey they helped all these hurricane victims in florida and in texas and in puerto rico so i mean it depends on what the message was and their message they wanted to send out that they help people Kraft wanted to know that you can feel good about buying their macaroni and cheese because they support gay people and you know and so forth you can feel good about t-mobile because they support equal pay i think it's it just depends on what they the message they wanted to say it just goes back to i don't know that again my super bowl commercials where i want to be entertained and laugh and an example of the budweiser commercial it makes me feel good i want to feel good when mm -hmm. I see those kind of commercials, I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Come on, move it along. Where's the next one? <laughs> I actually I actually didn't think there was any commercials that were like 
that I felt like, oh my gosh, even like the one about equal pay, I thought it was just cute. He's looking at little babies. It was just so cute. You know, I didn't, I didn't really read too much into it. That's the difference between you and I. Well, I will say though, um, even though that some of these weren't outwardly political or as political as we've seen in past years, um, Twitter did have a field day with uh, what they're calling quote unquote or hashtag fake wokeness. Did you see this? No, I don't think I know what you're talking about. I don't even know if I know what woke is i don't think i'm that cool (laughs) well you know well you know you know how like when when people when people try to teach you something you're like get woke you know like be awake you're not sleeping through like you know kind of thing no i'm sorry i I speak correct english sorry (laughs) (laughs) anyway for us cool kids over here wokeness is a thing no but they were talking about um some people actually didn't like the budweiser commercial i really liked it because they pointed out that it cost for a 30 second ad it cost five million dollars to produce a 30 second ad on nbc for the super bowl and it didn't cost nearly five million dollars to fill all those cans with with um water so they were saying you know they're bragging about doing a good thing and it cost them more to brag about doing the good thing than it did to actually do the good thing sure but regardless budweiser was either going to talk about themselves doing a good thing or have their clydesdale dragging the wagon along oh i'm not knocking it i'm just saying for those people who are wanting wokeness or whatever the word is like newsflash <laughs> they were gonna spend that much money anyway on a commercial might as well spend it on themselves looking good that one that one actually was debunked on twitter because budweiser has a habit of doing those kinds of nice things and even though they spent five million dollars this year telling you about it in previous years they didn't so and but they still help communities but the one that was um and i think you brought this up before one that was really not well received by a lot of people was the martin luther king one they didn't think they should be politicizing martin luther king for profit I agree. But here's the thing. I kind of really looked into that one because a part of me liked it because that's a speech like they had Martin Luther King Jr. speech in the commercial. Mm-hmm. That's a speech mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware of. I have never even heard yeah. that speech. So on one hand, I kind of liked it for the sense of, huh, no kidding. That I had no idea those were some of the, the words that he spoke. On the other hand, too, just to kind of back to your point of you agreed there, his family actually signed off on them using that. Yeah, I did know that too. So can we all really be that PO'd about it or upset about it or whatever we are about it? I mean, we live in a world where you can be PO'd over anything you want to be. So, I mean, people have the right to, should they? I don't know. But the, the biggest thing to me about this whole Super Bowl NFL political thing is that the advertisers really looked at what happened to the NFL this year. And they took a giant stand. It was one of the biggest, if not the biggest movements of 2017. And everybody from the top at the White House down to you and I sitting on the couch got involved in it and they decided to just a lot of them most of the advertisers decided to sit this one out and entertain us instead and you know what I think that we can both agree on that because I too I too felt the same way really most of the commercials yeah. were really a step back from politics they really didn't go there like I said a couple of them might and I didn't have mind to- it and I didn't mind it either I, I don't want them to be political because again we all get that in our daily lives shoved into yeah. our daily lives enough that's one thing I'm saying with the Super Bowl I like to watch it and be entertained and not have to think <laughs> and not have to get mad at a stupid commercial 
Oh, but you you can you can check your feelings, Kayla. You don't have to be mad at commercials. You can just accept. You it. just said that we can all get PO'd at whatever we want. I know, but we also have the choice over our feelings. I'm gonna remind you that next week when you're mad at me for something or you're mad at Donald Trump for something, I'm gonna remind you to check your feelings. Well, I'm always mad at Donald Trump for something. Well, here's the thing, though. I can be mad at Donald Trump because he actually and actively affects my life. I can just choose not to buy Kraft macaroni and cheese. I can't choose another president for another at least three years. I don't know. There's no taste like Kraft. Pretty Politics, powered by liars, cheaters, and dirtbags. Now back to more of Pretty Politics with your hosts, Kayla and Heather. We all know that Valentine's Day is upon us. Don't remind me. It's like a week, week and a half, which sidebar, because my husband and I are literally about to buy a house. Hashtag adulting. Holy crap. Hashtag amazing. That too. So we decided for Valentine's Day, since, you know, we're buying each other a house here, we are going to put a (laughs) limit on Valentine's Day. So that's kind of what we're doing. It's kind of fun. We literally like 20 bucks, no more, no less. So it's actually been kind of fun. That's what my husband and I do for Christmas. Oh, you do? We do. We don't actually get each other gifts. Like, even for like birthdays, and we already talked about Valentine's Day too, because um, we went out to dinner a few weeks ago, and it was kind of the more like expensive kind of dinner. It was the first time we had gone out since the holidays, because you know, everybody overspends over the holidays. And so we just decided, we're going to do this, but we're not going to do Valentine's. And so I'm just going to make a lasagna. We're going to get a cheap bottle of wine and watch a movie in our underwear, or not. I think that's fabulous. You catch yes, my I drift. do. I totally. Well, my <laughs> husband and I are actually my husband's an excellent gift giver I think he's like the one man on the planet who's really actually good at it he is so jealous he always goes all out for holidays birthdays it could be literally St. Patrick's Day and I still get a card he's that thoughtful that's cute though it is cute but it makes me look really really bad (laughs) because I'm not nearly as good as he is but this year I'm like no, you're not buying me flowers. You're not buying me a card. You're not buying me anything. He, I know he will. Um, so we put a $20 limit, which has kind of really been fun because that's just not normally how we do things. So that was a long sidebar. Yeah, it was. Okay, what's the point? <laughs> well, the point is, so I really got to thinking about this with all of these hashtag Me Too movements and the black dress parade and, and all these women coming out with sexual harassment suits, all these boo-hoo, you looked at me wrong kind of things going on. Have all of these hashtag movements inspired a change, for example, for Valentine's Day, for dating, for the romance that goes along with it? Do you feel like men might be a little bit more standoffish and asking the ladies out or perhaps holding the door for her or going in for a little, like, you know, side cheek kiss or something? Do you feel like they might (laughs) take a step back a little bit this year? Well... First of all, I don't think anyone has come out yet to say they felt violated by someone holding the door open for them. That's a little underscaling the situation. (laughs) Heather, I hear it all the time. Women do not believe, a lot of women don't believe anymore in men holding open doors for them because they're like, "Mm mm-mm, brother, I can do it myself. You know what? This is... This is funny. Um, a guy that I didn't, I didn't ever officially date him, but we kind of like were friendly in college. Um, I don't remember saying this, but he told me that I said it and I feel like I do say it or would have said it. Uh, he told me that he tried to open a door for me and I told him that I did not need him to open that door. I don't remember saying it, but I feel like that is something I would say. See, you're one of the women I'm talking about. Have we hashtagged ourselves into this corner to where men feel like they can't even bring us out of it? 
without having some kind of sexual harassment claim. Perhaps, but I'm going to be on the complete left side of this saying that I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because for so many years and you know in our society and a lot of societies around the world women were just treated like objects they were treated as beings that needed to be taken care of instead of beings that needed to be taken seriously and so if it does if all of this conversation makes men overcompensate and rethink that kiss on the cheek or rethink that door I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing so you don't want to be courted anymore or pursued anymore well a lot of the times it's not wanted I don't want to be courted ever because I'm married but let's pretend you're single there are so many times when i didn't want guys at the bar to just come up and felt like they could put their arms around me that has happened i don't want any guy i didn't ever want any guys at a college party to think just because they handed me a red solo cup with some crappy natty light in it that they deserved to kiss me because that has happened to me too you know and if it makes men rethink those things then i honestly i don't think it's a bad idea I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm not necessarily talking overall. And I think those are definite situations where we all can agree, all of us ladies can agree, like, hey, that's my personal bubble. And again, a a crappy cup of Natty Light doesn't count for anything. Let's be very clear for that. (laughs) Right. Nor does the Keystone Light (laughs) count for anything either. But I just, I, I personally feel like the rules of romance have changed a little bit. And I'm going to blame a lot of these, what I'm calling hashtag movements, feel free to hashtag me on that, has changed the rules for men. I don't disagree with you, Kayla, but I do think there is something to be said about developing a relationship and then being courted in that way. Because all of these, most of these allegations, we're not hearing about these allegations of, oh, we had a really great relationship and then all of a sudden he did something I didn't want him to do and it was really, like, no. These are men who haven't established a relationship with these people where it's on the first date, where, let's be real, you don't know someone on a, if you're meeting this person for the first time, you don't know these people, so maybe they don't need to be in your personal space. I don't think there's anything wrong with a man taking his time in developing a friendly relationship a relationship where they can feel comfortable with then the courting stage i think that shows a sign of respect that men want to take their time with these women i don't think it's a bad thing and then you can still have all that stuff later when you get to the opening the doors and the pampering and the flowers that can come but take the step to get to know that girl first but that's just it if you ask a lady hey would you like to join me for a cup of coffee right? Something that innocent. I'm getting to know you. You're going to get to know me. And she says, yes, that sounds fabulous. I love a good mocha. And you go to walk into this, the shop and you open the door for her. And then she turns around and like, hey, bro, I can get my own door or I can buy my own coffee. That's what I'm, I, I'm saying. That simple from day one, from right out of the gate, not, you know, 10 dates in and he's super courting you at that point. A really, this is where this kind of really comes from and what made me really start thinking about this. A woman, not necessarily in my workplace where I work every day, but within our company, this is a real story, Mm -hmm. Um, a guy that she works with actually asked her out for a cocktail one night after working. She filed a harassment suit against him for it. Yeah. That blows my mind. The guy just asked you out for a cocktail and you can't simply say, hey, no, thank you. I would say that that is taking it a little too far. And this is not a black and white situation. This is all of these allegations. It's definitely not cut and dry in any of the sense. And I do think in some cases 
the people take it to the extremes on both sides for men and for women. Um, maybe this is an example of one of those. Maybe she, I mean, we don't know all the details. Maybe she was pressured before. Maybe there are strict rules in the company. You could tell us if they're, you know, you cannot date people. Well, considering I met my husband where I worked and he was down the <laughs> hall and then we got married, use your, you can connect the dots. But I mean, that was also how many, how ages here? How many years ago was that? Five Six, years ago? Seven. Oh know. gosh, no. We're no, getting no, old, Heather. Too long. Too, I know, I know. I mean, but I mean, I think it's safe to say times have changed. <laughs> and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think we're progressing. And if, a, if the holding open of a door or buying a cup of coffee becomes a casual of the Me Too movement. I don't care as long as people, as long as women ultimately get treated with the respect they deserve. Can I just go on the record as saying I do believe the hashtag movement has changed the rules of romance. I really think it has. But I don't think it's a bad thing. Doritos. (laughs) That was a great segue. That was a great segue. I love it. Are you going to get Doritos? Hey, that's under $20. You can get like 20 bags of Doritos for your husband. Well, I already... For $20. See, look, I'm helping your relationship. I got you two together. Then you got married. Now I'm giving you the perfect gift. I'm really an asset in your life. You you definitely are an asset. You're uh, some kind of something that begins with an A with two S's. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. But no, I already got him. I already found him the, the gift. And I literally... Does he listen to the podcast? He does pretty frequently so dang it wait can i tell you i think you know this story kayla but um people who are listening may not know this story that um coupons are great and they're wonderful but you never want to hear from your new fiance and this is a true story that you got the engagement ring on super sale no you don't no you don't i heard that it didn't make me feel good (laughs) what did you say back by the way i told him no one needs to know that well now you just told everybody who's listening to our podcast (laughs) doritos talk let's talk about speaking of ladies and speaking of hashtag movements and yada 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 so the president president of Pepsi, who, if you did not know, owns Doritos. It's all part of the same company, the same brand. Um, this woman who happens, uh, this woman who happens to be a woman, this CEO who happens to be a woman. There Look we go. That, a female in a high, powerful position. Huh? <sighs> Kayla, this is not the time nor place. All right. Um, she went on um, Freakonomics, which is another podcast. I suppose they're as good as we are. I wouldn't know, but they, (laughs) um, they were talking about Doritos and basically it's a longer story than this, but we don't got much time. So basically she said something about their research and how they, they look at the research that they get from women. And basically she said, Oh, women don't like to crunch too loudly in public. So they crunch up the Doritos and they eat them like that. Like, that's just research. And then later on in the conversation, she's, they had asked, like, oh, were you thinking about, you know, making lady Doritos? And she goes, oh, we're looking at branding stuff. It, maybe we'll think about it. But, oh, my gosh, people took those two things. And let me just read you what the New York Post wrote. Dorado, Doritos, Doritos to make lady-friendly chips that don't crunch. That's their headline. (laughs) Well, I have to admit, I saw that headline and I heard Rush Limbaugh talking about that headline today. And I immediately Googled it because I'm like, no kidding. Doritos are making lady friendly chips. I what? Like, so that was the only nugget I heard and saw. And I immediately had to Google this story, which then I became more educated with what you're just talking about. But I had me fooled for a hot second. 
Well, the thing is, is that so many people got fooled. Don't feel bad, Kayla. You weren't the only one because Twitter did its little hashtag boycott Doritos thing saying that they were being sexist and saying that women don't like to crunch and they were going to come out with these lady-friendly Doritos, which, I mean, if you say it like that, yeah, that sounds awful. That sounds really rude. Not really. I was like really rooting for this. And then I found out it wasn't real. I'm like, oh, dang, because, you know, I hate like licking my fingers after you've had the nacho cheese one. Oh, I love it. Uh, I love it. Let me have that cheese dust. Mm, that sounds good. I'm really surprised to hear you say that. They don't really go well with green juice. So Kayla, it's so funny because Kayla had sent me that story. She goes, oh, my gosh, we got to talk about Lady Doritos. And I was like, Kayla, this is fake. Like, it's not real. It's fake news. But it got me thinking about how quickly Sometimes the internet, let's be real, all the time, the internet is a vile and terrible place and we should never go on it ever. But things get spread so quickly and this one's light and funny like Doritos, but gosh, there are some political memes that are flat out wrong that people just get, that people share and people think it's fact and I feel like it's a huge problem in our society. It is a huge problem. Like a very good example of that is me today. I hear the headline, I read the headline and it wasn't until you read the story, which let's be honest, who has time to read a four page article about Doritos? Right. Shoot, if you don't take the time to read it, you're gonna be thinking Lady Doritos are coming out next month. I mean, and it's Doritos, so does it really affect our lives? No, but I mean, but politics, and we saw this with the election, we're seeing it even now. Uh, We've seen it, I would say in the last three to four years becoming a major problem, especially on Facebook, um, where people just put out these awfully wrong memes i have a few examples kayla um this is a meme from the election but do you take memes seriously do you take them as seriously as you take doritos i know that's what wait you you say you do take memes more seriously than doritos no i'm saying i take them about as seriously as doritos i know you do you're an educated woman not everyone is as educated as you oh this is so sad if people are taking memes seriously oh no. no but listen but this but this is a real like this um real this um sorry i'm buzzing here so you're gonna have to edit that out sorry 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 um okay so this is a real meme that actually looks like an ad it has a picture of hillary clinton on it it looks really nice she's standing there she's smiling and it says did you know that in pennsylvania you can now vote online all you have to do is put hillary with the hashtag presidential 11 uh presidential election on november 8th wow that looks like a real ad and that was a meme that's obviously false um, that to get people to not vote. Right. Isn't that crazy? And then here's one from the other. That's smart. <laughs> yeah, but also really wrong, like a lot of ways. But here's here's another one on the other side. This happened just a couple of days ago. And I saw this on Twitter when it happened too. Um, this random guy on Twitter who has maybe I think 20,000 followers, nothing crazy. He goes, there's always a tweet. And he screenshotted a, what looks to be a tweet from Donald Trump that says, if the Dow Jones ever falls more than a thousand points on a single day, the sitting president should be loaded into a very big cannon and shot at a tremendous speed and it's like it's supposed to be marked february 2015 because you know people always like to go back and dig up donald trump's ridiculous tweets um and it looked completely real and it got shared more than seventy-five thousand times yeah so i mean it's just how quickly people don't don't look before they tweet or they think these things are real. They think these things are true and they don't do the research. What does that say about us as a society? Cause that really scares me. 
Because again, it's Doritos, memes, and Twitter. Are we really holding those things to the same standard as... I mean, the evidence would show. Yes. Circling back real fast to Doritos. Let's be real here, Miss CEO, whatever CEO Doritos' name is, Mrs. Doritos. (laughs) She did make some statements that you are insinuating, kind of, that you are looking into other kinds of (laughs) chips for ladies. That's essentially what she was insinuating through both of her quotes. That's not exactly, but she was talking about packaging, like putting a pink, putting the same Dorito in a pink bag, which that is, that's just a marketing scheme. That's not sexist. That's just to get women to buy something. Right, but she says women would love to snack like men, but they don't. They don't like to crunch too loudly in public, and they don't like to lick their fingers. <laughs> and then the broken pieces, blah, 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 like you said. So that, But then they ask her about, hey, well, what do you think? You're going to make a lady-friendly Dorito? And she goes into, yeah, we're looking at different, br- not yeah, but we're looking at different branding options. Maybe as a CEO, not the best kind of answers. Correct. I'm wondering, though, because you know that a huge company like Pepsi and Doritos and, you know, massive companies, they spend tens of millions of dollars on research. I want to know what that lead up question was, because it might have just been, hey, you do research. What's the research on women in Doritos? And that would have been a great response. Like the facts, women, they our research shows they love to snack, but they don't want to crunch loudly like you know, it, I'm, I'm assuming, I hope that's what it is. I don't know. I didn't listen to it. Hey, that's a good point. And you know what else too? Who, Who knows? knows? Maybe Doritos and Pepsi planted this to begin with. So people like you and I would talk about it. Um, I think the point though is, is that we really need to look at more than the headline, look at more than the memes. And I'm just going to let you know, I'm just going to let y'all know that this does exist because I went there because let's be real. When you see a tweet from Donald Trump, the first thing you have to do is like, think to yourself, is this real or is this not real? Because let's be real. He says some crazy things. And there is an archive online that exists of every single Donald Trump tweet. And you can type in the date and it'll pop up for you. Do you really care about something he tweeted five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago when he was a private citizen? Sometimes because I just like to think that he's a hypocrite. As much as he likes to call the Democrats hypocrites and liars, sometimes I like to be reminded that, hey, once upon a time, you were also one. Should we do news and shoes? It's news and shoes. Kayla and Heather select the appropriate footwear for the top three news stories of the day. All right, news and shoes, obviously, our big three stories today. Super Bowl commercials not being particularly political. We've also got... The hashtag MeToo movement changing the rules of romance as we lead up to Valentine's Day. And of course, as we just discussed, Lady Doritos. Okay, well, for the Super Bowl, I'm obviously putting on my cleats, my pink cleats, because everything that I own has to be pink, obviously. Pink is like my favorite color. But I'm putting on my cleats and I'm just saying, you gotta tough it up. You gotta run through the muck sometimes. You gotta run through the field sometimes. Get your message across or get that football over the... What's it called? Goalpost? <laughs> Clearly, I'm a great football fan. <laughs> you just got to run through it sometimes and just deal with things, okay? Put the cleats on and man up or woman up, I guess. I'm, uh, I'm just putting on my dancing shoes because I'm like, hooray, I'm throwing a party, I'm dancing. I was actually entertained and laughed at the majority of the commercials and something we didn't mention, JT has some sweet dance moves, so I'm putting mine on too. He did. Yes, he did. And he did not get political, unlike Lady Gaga last year okay so valentine's day here's the deal 
I would love to put on some nice, expensive shoes for Valentine's Day. But my husband, unlike your husband, who I know bought you a beautiful pair of boots for your birthday, my husband could not pick out good fashion if literally it bit him in the ass. So I will not be he putting... He a good diamond on sale at that. Stop it, Kaylee. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not be putting on shoes for Valentine's Day because my husband wouldn't be able to pick them out for me. <laughs> so you're just, you're going barefoot. I'm go well we're staying home and eating lasagna in the nude so yes I'm going barefoot <laughs> I'm putting on you know how we all have those like junk sneakers that we like mow the lawn in or do gardening in yep I'm putting I don't mow lawns I don't either but I'm going to because I'm buffing a house <laughs> so those are the sneakers I'm putting on because as I've just m mentioned we're going to be buying a house and that is our gift to each other so I'm moving I'm putting on my lawn mowing tennies you know what i could have said that too i'm putting on my lawn mowing shoes because i am a woman and i can do any man uh, any job that a man can do oh brother lady <laughs> doritos i i'm really anxious to hear about what shoes you're wearing for the lady doritos i'm kind of baffled to be honest i don't really know i maybe you should go first i'm gonna go with my birkenstock sandals with the buckles Ooh. Here's why. why. I feel like Birkenstock sandals are pretty unisex. We talked about last week how it's hard to come across shoes that actually are unisex. I think Birkenstock sandals are. And because, as we came to the conclusion, there are going to be no lady Doritos. <laughs> Men and women are going to crunch and get cheesy crap all over their fingers just like one another. So I'm going to go for the only pair of shoes that I can think of that are truly unisex, which are my Birkenstock sandals. But they could come in pink bags and packaging no but mine are like the like kind of taupey brownie color so no. that's why they get to be unisex i don't have any orange shoes i'm trying to think if i've ever owned a pair of orange shoes the color i did say orange. i know i said i'm trying oh. to think if i ever had a pair of orange shoes i don't think i do I don't think I ever have. Why would you have a pair of orange shoes? But you know what? For this, well, you don't have to own them. I, I know, but I'm just clown but shoes. But I'm just thinking if I did, I'd put on the orange ones because it's Doritos, and they could be orange and they could be cheesy. And I'd probably, if they looked like Doritos, then I'd probably lick them because I love to lick that cheesy dust off my fingers. That would be cheesy. <laughs> This is the Pretty Politics Podcast. If you want to check out other segments of News and Shoes, which I feel like we've had some good ones, you can download previous episodes right now at theprettypoliticspodcast.com. You're also going to get a whole bunch of other stuff that Heather and I do located there. And then, of course, we have our socials, Heather, which are... You can follow us at pretty underscore podcast. That's for Instagram and Twitter. And then on Facebook, it's just Pretty Politics. Mm. This is the Pretty Politics Podcast, not getting too cheesy. From the cornfields of Indiana to the congested highways of L.A., thank you for listening to Pretty Politics with your hosts, Kayla and Heather.